Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. Welcome back. This is Colton. And I'm Victor Miguel. And on this episode of Digging Dexter, we will discuss the newest edition of Teen Ass Nipple Parade and Spanked. Oh, and it matches my name. <laughs> I almost feel like we have to keep the uh, matches my name thing. Um, just keep it going. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is season six, episode three of Digging Dexter, titled Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, we were talking off air. Smokey and the Bandit is, def- is a movie from 1977. Mm-hmm. And just reading what the actual, the little description IMDb gives of the movie, the bandit is hired on to run a tractor trailer full of beer over state lines in hot pursuit by a pesky sheriff. I'm going to add to that. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, I was just going to say, where does the car come from that Batista likes in this episode? Is that, it? I mean, I think it's in this movie, right? Oh yeah, that is. He it's he, dri- he drives a, um, oh my God, I'm going to make all of your car guys car people mad um and, i believe it's way, a trans am we have a huge car following i mean we are gm certified <laughs> this is the gm, GM certified podcast <laughs> seven point safety inspection <laughs> all the way i mean we are a jd power associates <laughs> something of the year every year um, um so relation I, of that movie to this episode because i am i think i left i think it's a trans am uh, I left it until minutes before we started recording to ask Colton if he's seen the movie. I should have done some research. Um, but I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like an idiot even trying to decipher it. But I think it's a very easy um, whatever if, if you've seen the movie. So all I remember about the movie is I've wa- I, I, I was telling you off here. I've watched it. It's been, it has been years. I don't remember much. The only thing I really remember is the beer that they're transporting is Coors light or Coors. It's either Coors or Coors. It, it, okay. Back then it had to have been Coors. It couldn't have been Coors light. Um, I, it was Coors. The reason they're transporting is back then random history for you because you know me and I love my history and I love my alcohol. Coors originally could not be sold in a place if it was not kept chilled. Okay. Coors had that in their stipulations. You could not sell Coors unless it was chilled to a certain degree. Okay. You could not buy warm Coors, whether it be in a can or anything. And so states like Oklahoma, where they can't, they couldn't sell Coors um, chilled because of laws they have in place where beer has to be sold warm. You could not buy Coors in Oklahoma. So they would have these people that would ship in Coors from outside to come in and sell it. So they were a bootlegging Coors uh, beer. And so that's the main thing I actually remember. Now, how that ties in with the show, no fucking idea. Um, how long ago was that? What year are you talking where you can only s- serve it? Sell it. Oh, uh, that was like 70s, I believe. I don't know oh, if it okay. went into the 80s or not. I, I know my parents have talked about that before because um, my dad loves Coors to this day. And part of it is because when they were growing, like when he was 20, you know, 20 in his 30s, they couldn't get it. It was like the big deal when you got Coors because it's like, oh, finally we can get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because they, we grew up like I'm originally from Oklahoma. Oklahoma has some really whack alcohol. Well, they've changed it recently, but they had some really insane alcohol laws. Um, like I said, you couldn't buy beer unless it was room temperature um, from a gas station or anything like that. Um, it was it was crazy. And then they had low alcohol beer that you could buy. So like, um, was it two point three percent? Like none of the beer could be over two point three. So it's basically drinking flavored water at that point. You know. <laughs> So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, that's all I know. So a little history for you on, on that. On this episode, Smoking the Bandit, this is where I start and we were already talking about how bad this season gets later. I am already in the, wow, I don't have much notes. I mean, this is probably almost one of the shortest notes I've ever had on an episode because <laughs> to me. And you can and you can like correct. Well, you can tell me if you have more like. So in this episode, the ice truck killer's hand well, his Dexter's mother's hand pops. No, it's not even it's the it's the uh, prostitute that Ryan Eskett kills like that is if we were doing this live in 2011, I'm sure we would have got an hour just off that. 
but like knowing where that ends up, it's just like a brief mention in my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, do you have a lot of notes for this episode? No, when you, I watched it and you had sent me your yeah, we have three, three bullet points for yeah. this episode. It's basically doomsday killer. I kind of have lumped in together Masuka and Deb and then the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Which I did laugh at, at that because when you texted me, you wrote DDK, Tooth Fairy, Deb and a little Masuka. And I was in my head. I was like, wait, Deb fucks Masuka? Hold on. What did I miss in this episode? I got to rewatch it. And then when I was looking back, I was like, oh, I, I see what he's saying now. Well, I, I was completely like, what did I miss? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess we can start with DDK because they're like the... They're 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 still doing the Dexter thing of teasing it little by little, yeah. Um, and you know, um, so basically the episode starts out that we see the man from the previous episode is chained in this little church. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I really don't have much. Uh, I'm just literally reading my notes here. Oh, oh, okay. So this is the one thing I did have is. Knowing what we know, and we said we're going to discuss this, like we know that Geller's dead and he's a ghost of Travis. Mm-hmm. There's a point where he sort of asks Geller, like, how long do we have to make him suffer? And I, it's it's the first time watching this show that I realized, like, wow, that's actually pretty cool that they made Travis, like, he's, like, fighting with his inner self of, like, you know, how long do we have to make him suffer? He's, like, kind of challenging his own you know, Professor Geller's in his head for whatever reason, but I just like that idea that he's like grappling now, with himself. My question on this is, it, like I said, my we've all we all know this at this point. My memory is not good on this stuff. Um, does Travis know that Geller's dead? Like, like in the show, or or because when I brought it up at one point, you were saying, "Well, Geller is essentially Harry to more, uh, Dexter." I. I just get the feeling that he's not in my head. The when I'm watching it, I really think that he thinks that Geller is there now, whether he's there in person or he's there in the spirit through this um, doomsday prophecy, I, that part, I can't tell, you know, if he's um, that like psychologically unhinged, I guess, or if he legitimately just thinks he's there. Like, I just don't. So when, I want to cut this short only because like this is something we can discuss when the time comes. But to answer your question as short as I can, when the episode, when they find out, when Dexter reveals to Travis like what happened, he mentions it to him. There's like a Geller talking to Travis or Travis Travis killed Geller. Right, right, right. So that's when he kind of knows. And then Geller disappears for the rest of the season. So if your question is, does Travis know? Not until he's shown the dead body. Okay. In, ep- in episode nine or 10 or whatever. Okay. Um, the two other things I have on this is when that dude escapes from the prison chain and runs into the horse, that fucking horse shriek is so loud and so freaky. <laughs> that got like, me. yeah, it got me. And I, I know it's coming. Um, but that scared the shit out of me. And I guess to retro uh, talk about, I like when the episode starts and Harrison's playing with his toy horse and it's sort of like foreshadowing. That, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, and then they have like the red on the horse, kind of like there's yeah, blood yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. I, yeah. thought, I thought it was pretty well done. Dexter, does, um, I will say that about this show. They do these little things like that so fucking well. Yeah, I, I like that. And then, I, I mean, just the end scene is fucking creepy as hell. It's, 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 it's so scary. Uh, there's clips of it on YouTube of them filming this, and obviously, like some of it's CGI'd. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's all real. Um, okay, it's not real. Say. It's not. It's not real body parts. But you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and watching them film this, it's like, yeah, it, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to just imagine like, paying off like no, the, somebody like, hey man, you got a body we can use for some filming. Hey, hey, hey man, you want to die? This gives me a perfect opportunity. To, we have some new soundboard segments this week, and I have Ooh. a really, I have a, I have a nice one at the end of the episode um, that we were talking about last week. But in terms of me saying that those are not, those are real body parts. You are fake news. Nice. <laughs> if you don't have anything on DDK, we can move to uh, Masuka and Deb. Well, my, 
Only thing uh-huh. on DDK that I wanted to add was what I like. I actually texted you, and this is completely an inside joke, but I'm going to go ahead and say it is this is how I know that um, the professor's not real is he's wearing a fucking sweater in Miami. Okay. <laughs> if y'all have never been to Miami, I've been to Miami once and it is hot <laughs> as shit in that city. I was sweating balls in that city the entire time I was there and he's wearing a cardigan and just dry. There's no way it's impossible. Colton is still sweating from that time. <laughs> I match up party from a year and a half ago. Um, so that actually gives me, and I wanted to bring this up later, but uh, what I would like to try and do, and this is funny because you tried it with your podcast, and I think you did it a lot better than I do, give the episode description. Like, hey, because some people just listen to this off the cuff, and they have no idea mm-hmm. what we're talking about. That's their fault, by the way. But <laughs> it, <laughs> I like how I just I blame it. But. It is sort of the podcast uh, job to put the episode description, but I I forget. I just forget. But what I would like to add to every episode, because it gives context of where we are in the timeline. This was sent to oh. us a while ago by uh, um, our friend Zach. Yes. Um, so last episode was October 10th through 11th, and this episode is October 12th through the 14th. Okay. So... That being said, we're on October 23rd right now. It's just starting to get slightly cooler down here. And by cooler, I mean it's now 85. I'll do my little, <laughs> I do my little weather temperature, but it feels amazing. You can get away with a cardigan like Professor Geller does at night if you are only a little bit psycho, not complete psycho. <laughs> like you're just, you're bordering. So right now it's 81 degrees with the humidity. It feels like 86 you can get away. I just walked the dog a little while ago, um, and I, you could wear like a light cardigan. That's not a light I'm cardigan, a, though. That's a thick cardigan he's wearing you know, too. That's, that's a yeah. That's that's something you wear by the fire to keep warm. <laughs> yes, that is a. Hey, I'm hanging out in Colorado in Denver where it's snowing, <laughs> on a bear rug drinking some like nice single <laughs> single barrel scotch. That is not a. I'm hanging out in an abandoned, no AC church in Miami. No. Yeah. No. You're you're a thousand percent right. Fake on that. news. Okay. <laughs> you are fake news. <laughs> To move on to Masuka and Deb, um, I mean, I guess part of it is something I wanted to bring up that we hadn't is that one of the new act- actors, characters they bring on this season is Bria Grant, who plays uh, Ryan. And it's Dokes this 2.0. intern, Dokes. No, no, no. You're talking oh, about oh, Billy right. Brown. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my God. I got to get faster with this stuff. You are fake news. <laughs> and this is, I don't know if you. If you go back and watch that first episode, Masuka says that he's uh, getting interns or students, whatever, from the university, mm-hmm. which is just the most blanket <laughs> way to describe a school. Um, <laughs> for some reason, because I guess Ryan has been a good girl, he brings out past evidence <laughs> for whatever right. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And I think this is more of the point of like Dexter, the show being like, hey, guys, you guys remember season one and how much you liked it? Here's the ice truck. Hill. You guys like uh, prosthetic arms and, and fingernails painted different colors. Well, here it is. Uh, she steals the hand, mm-hmm. right? She There's a scene of her putting it in there uh, in her bag. Um, I have this as the most intriguing thing to happen in the season thus far. Three episodes in. Yeah, um, I would definitely say that other than, yeah, yeah, you know, that her doing that until I would say the end of this episode, the actual end, 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 um, that is definitely like the big, like, kind of like a shock point where it's like, oh, shit, like, yeah, I agree. Uh, And that's really all I have on that, because I mean, I mean, I've said this so many times, Masuka, you can largely go this entire eight seasons without ever bringing him up because he means so little. God, I can't wait to how shitty it gets in season eight when they try to make him relevant. Uh, but thus far, this is all that's all I really have. I mean, she steals the hand. I don't really think there's much to discuss about it. No, I agree on that. Like, I I really wish they had him more than just like a side character and 
just like a pun essentially. And the kind of that's it. Um, because the thing is, is like the little bits that they do have of him in this certain parts of, where I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. Like it's adding a little bit to this. And the thing is, is they could even, and I, I'm, I'm really not trying to nitpick on this. I'm not trying to be like, I could write this show so much better, but like, you I feel like, <laughs> I feel like especially, especially if she's that obsessed with the ice truck killer, right? Let's take that. She's that obsessed. She steals the hand. She was painting her fingernails and all that. How fucking amazing would it be if she started painting her fingernails that way? And Dexter is also working next to her, and he sees that. And all of a sudden, she starts to realize maybe who Dexter is and becomes obsessed or something like that. There's these little bitty things that they could have added into it, which they, spoiler alert, they get a new intern here in a little bit, and something else happens with that. But I, I don't know. I feel like it's a really wasted opportunity. That's that's all I'm going to I'm. I know I'm going on they, a tangent, but for everything considered, and this is something we could talk about in season seven, they bring in this Lewis character. And I just remember theories running crazy because they make, I, I, we'll talk about Lewis. I'll just say that the Dexter show got sort of blindsided of what they actually wanted to do with this story. Yeah. And we'll talk about that as we get later. Okay. This is, this is a decent buildup and it's a nice, like, Hey, here's Bria Grant who plays Ryan and she's going to leave. And this is how we're going to reintroduce all this stuff. Um, I, I will give, I think Dexter wanted to do something bigger with that, but they got blindsided and we'll talk about that when, okay. when that happens. Um, on to Deb. Um, so it's her first day as Lieutenant and she's getting like sort of push, push from LaGuardia on like what, how to run the job and stuff. Um, I don't want to go into detail and you don't have to go into detail. Do you have a boss or a coworker like this? Like LaGuardia is with Deb. Uh, when I was, when I worked uh, in law enforcement, I did. Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I don't think they listen, but God, um, uh, I have a boss who's exactly like this. <laughs> yeah. When I, uh, yeah, it, I, yeah, yeah. And basically what we're talking about, LaGuardia's like, hey, you have a lot of work to do. Um, hey, so you have to hire a new detective. Uh, no, I don't even know what, what position it is. Yeah, it's um, detective. Detective. Um, why don't you hire this person and he should be good to go. And all right, thank you. That's a good good idea by you. Um, and then like, you know, there's some LaGuardia, uh, Batista kind of like picking up on it because of Quinn. Uh, I guess my only thing in in regards to this is i'm surprised laguerta doesn't have like why isn't she busy <laughs> like how does she have time to come down and like tell what, deb what to do because that's what a captain does duh yeah duh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> no it's you actually really, it, it, you, know what, it, you know what it is it's just hey we got to keep her in this she kind of she signed a contract we need to get that payment yeah so how do we get her off uh, five minutes of airtime in the show <laughs> <laughs> it literally could be done by a call <laughs> an email forget a call oh my god i didn't even think about that do they not use emails in the show i mean have you seen how behind they are on the cell phone text oh, message i have a response to that here in a minute whenever we get to another part do you just keep going sir the emails are probably like aol 7.0 um <laughs> quinn is having a hard time adjusting to life without deb yes and the reason why I wanted to bring up where we are at in the, the actual timeline is it's so episode two take place over October 10th and October 11th. Let's say he proposed on October 10th. This episode is October 12th through the 14th. I mean, you're talking about two days later. How really? crazy. Well, here's the thing you got to understand. When I talk about the timeline, it's not absolute. This is as That's rough true. That's and as true. close. Zach has said many times that after season four, the show completely gave up on like being stringent on the actual timeline. So this is as close as he can get everything because this more so like Zach sort of worked backwards because like season seven, the end of it takes place on New Year's. So now you got to picture, you got to place everything in like this little timeline and how it all works out. Okay. It, it, there is instances where the timeline does not make sense, but you just have to sort of eat it you know yeah yeah yeah. more so in, in context of this conversation this is two days later and quinn went from wanting deb to be his wife to no and also she's your boss that is crazy <laughs> like to like live with you know okay so you're married i'm married 
right? Let's hypothetical. Neither one of us work with our wives, right? Thank let's God. <laughs> thank God. Let's <laughs> let's sit there and say, okay, that we were to work with our wives, but we're just dating. You propose, they turn not only turn you down. It's a we're done and all of that. I would be taking the longest vacation in history ever not to be in that office. <sighs> I'm just saying, I'm no, being honest. No, 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 no. You're not, you're not wrong. I would try and suck it out. That's it. didn't sound right. I would try to <laughs> s- stick it out. What am I trying to say here? Yeah. I would try to stick it out as long as I could, but eventually probably within the month I would end up taking. Yeah. And probably try to look for another job. Oh, hundred percent. I'd be looking for another job. I'd be like, no, I can't be there. No. It's, I guess it's a shame that you can't. And I guess this happens a lot. Like if you propose and they say, no, how are you going to just go back to dating? Like, that's pretty weird. And I'm sure it's happened. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Just take some long ass vacation. Get the hell out of there. Uh, Deb brings in Mike Anderson, who is portrayed by Billy Brown. Um, I think he's on other work. Like he's not just a nobody. Um, he's um. I can't think of his his name and um, justified. No, I well think? he may be in that, but I mainly know him from um, Sons of Anarchy. He played a really okay. big uh, part in Sons of Anarchy. Let me tell you, and we'll talk about this when the time comes. No idea why they brought this character in. Makes no no impact to the story. When you talk about Dexter. This guy is like probably like 70th at, at the list of things you would come up, bring up about this show. I have no idea why they brought this guy in. I, I, I will talk about it when it happens. He makes no impact on the story whatsoever. But we're talking about episode three. He comes in and he's just completely scoffs at the idea of a woman being a lieutenant. Do you think that's weird for 2011? Okay. I actually have notes on this part. Okay. I. It's 2011. It's a different time period. Okay. I get, he comes in when, oh, oh my God. So he comes in and whenever he sees, especially like, okay, he's like, it's just little funny jokes. Ha ha ha. Jokes 2.0 voice. Right. <laughs> um, when he sits there and says like um, coffee black or, or sorry, coffee, no, sh- no cream. Okay, and then yeah. she like makes her remarks. And then she even says like, Debbie even says like, I'm your Lieutenant. And he was like, well, I don't mean any disrespect. No fucking a, you mean disrespect. I'm sorry, but let's hypothetical say that she wasn't the Lieutenant and she is playing a joke. She's either a still an officer there or B she's the Sergeant and she's playing a joke or something like that. Let's hypothetical say that this is still somebody else that you're interviewing to just be a detective and you're still telling them to go get you something. I don't care if they're man, woman, whatever the situation you're treating them like there's some underling that just needs to run out there and uh, Uber eats or something like that, which at least Uber eats, you're going to tip them, but he doesn't tip. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely doesn't tip. 20 percent. i could i could have got the food myself <laughs> i'm saying dude i really he i hated that i when he did that little thing and then the fact that she's even like well other people have dicks we're moving on and i'm like no we would not move on and be like you know what you had your chance fuck that lagorda who's your guy let's do him <laughs> <laughs> let me and i have this written down and it sort of has to do with you and uh, uh well, your point rather i literally have this written in my notes wouldn't deb or it be mentioned at some point that Deb is lieutenant. A hundred percent. Like how did he walk in and was like, no, I was supposed to meet. Oh, Deborah Morgan. But literally this is what I have in my notes. This is old Vic being nitpicky. Bad baby daddy. Vic loves Deb being mature enough to give them both a reset button, which I do respect that. Cause I think Deb was in that point of like, Hey, I'm new at this job. I have to deal with a lot of shit. Cause this is after she talks to Dexter. Right. About like, right. So she's sort of like, all right. And I imagine I like the idea that Deb was like, hey, you're an asshole, but I'm going to give you one free pass because I she's like she says, I put my ass on the line for you. And like, I'm not going to fold this whole thing because you came out like an asshole. And she's even like, hey, I know it's weird for you. It's fucking weird for me. You know, right. um, I'm with you, though, because if someone came up to me like that. Uh, and like like whatever um man i'd have a really tough time just being like okay hey man i know we're both cool here but like 
let's move on. How do you want your coffee? No cream. <laughs> Fuck it. Like I said, I, I'm fine with her doing what she did. I actually don't have an issue with that. I she's a bigger man for it, a bigger person for it. She's great. What my whole thing is just I don't know. It's just the way that he even went about it, and I'm just like, bro, you're a prick. Like, no, like I don't know. That's yeah. I'm I I could I could repeat myself again and again. I'm done on it. Um, that's all I have on that storyline. If uh, you want to move to the Tooth Fairy. Uh, no, that that's it. Okay. Oh, I'm clicking the wrong stuff here. No, 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 no. I have the tooth fairy. And I don't think I would have said this if it wasn't for how you label people on your podcast. <laughs> I have this guy as Trinity Light. Yeah, I could see that. Because I think this would have been a decent season villain. And at the end of this little storyline, they literally wrap up season four with this one episode. I was, I'm disappointed. I rewatching it. I don't remember being that invested in it the first time I watched this. Um, but I know watching it again now this time, I was like, you know what? I was like, why did they end this so fast? I kind of, I don't know. This, I, uh, this is, this is, this could be. This this is almost Trinity baked into one episode because it's this guy who has this long Trek history. No one could catch him. No one knows who he... I guess the difference between him and Trinity is no one knew Trinity existed until Dexter comes on, until he starts killing in Miami. But this, they know he mm. is out there. They just couldn't find him. Why are you saying no? Well, one person knew of him, the person who called him Trinity. Um, you are fake news. No, I can't. Lundy, oh Lundy, 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 Lundy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait. So um, one, one person knew David Carradine's brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just as a whole, that's kind of the difference between them. But I mean, all of season four is like Dexter doesn't want to end up like Trinity. And this episode, he's literally saying the same thing. Like, I'm not going to end up like you and all this. Um, yes. Yeah. So this is sort of season four baked into one episode. Um, that's actually yeah, under, that's a good point. The underpass... In the beginning of the episode where they first find his first victim, this prostitute, um, that is the same underpass in season three that Miguel gives Dexter the shirt with pig blood on it. Really? I, I, I don't know if you remember as much as I, well, obviously I do. Um, I but yeah, it's the same. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tweet out that picture because it's the same exact location. Again, I'll mention it. Well, God knows how many more times we'll talk about it, but Dexter cluster shoots and they just reuse some of the same areas. I think this this underpass is again later in another season. Um, we <laughs> learned that Dexter recognizes the serial killer because he has a the same way like I collected baseball cards and football cards when I was younger. Dexter had a scrapbook of fucking serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So we had a thing uh, we had with Marissa that remember if like we thought a point was too stupid, we just did follow the code. Right. I just want to do. I just want to do a follow the code here because I mean, like, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> just whatever. The receptionist at the retirement home. Do you remember her from anywhere else? Fucking a. It's probably six feet under, but I don't remember. <laughs> it, it is. It is. You know what's cr- so? She's the. If you remember the episode in season five, Singing for Our Lives, if that's the episode that starts out with uh, the woman's rollerblading down the street and gets hit by a car. With the dogs. Yes. That's her. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't remember that. She's in it for like two sure, seconds. Sure, sure. Um, no, no, but she plays a little bit bigger role uh, with Rico in the episode. She, oh, she's one of those. Like, she, that's that right. The, the, that was the big racial, like the, the tension in the episode. That's right. I remember that with his wife. Yes. Okay. Um. And then she she actually played two roles on Six Feet Under, but I think she was like a background character. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. I didn't uh, think Six Feet Under did that. Um, when Dexter... So Dexter has to tr- sort of find his way to infiltrate Kenny's Walter. I, I'm going to call him Kenny all Walter because I just keep messing up. Hold on. I want to um, add one thing really quick. I'm so sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When you were so you're talking about the receptionist because we were just talking a little bit earlier, and I said I wanted to add this in about the text messaging. Why is it that the text messaging looks so bad? But when they pull up their system that they use to keep track of like the residents, that actually looks like high tech technology. 
Like they're able to pull up like photos, text, like this person's in a wheelchair. They have like risk, like fall risk and stuff like that. That actually looked like a real system that they're using. I was like, oh yeah, that's probably like something, something TS99 or something like right, that. Right, right. Like, like, yeah, whatever software, nursing it looked home. Real, yeah, nursing home. That looked really good. I, it was a random nitpick thing that I'm doing, but I wanted to add that in. No, later this season, we're going to see Lewis who comes in and he uses his own version of Google. I'm sure you've seen that episode already, and it oh. is so hilariously bad. I don't remember the name. Let's, yes, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, when so Dexter has to find a way to infiltrate Walter Kenny's life, and he sort of meets him at this golf course. So Walter is sort of like, "Hey, does anyone want to golf with me?" And they, all, do you remember that little scene? And they all like look at him. Yeah. This brings me to my point, and I actually, oh, where are we at with time? Right, right we're at 30. 30. We're at 30 minutes. All right. Uh, I'll try to speed this up. One of my, do you have a favorite sitcom? Like right off the bat? Is it Seinfeld? Seinfeld. One of my, my favorite episodes, favorite sitcoms, and it just got uh, Peacock, the NBC service just came out. And Marissa can back me. Well, not that I'm lying, but my favorite sitcom, and I belly laugh, like hysterical, and is the cheesiest, most terrible show. Everybody loves Raymond. Okay. I fucking love that show. The only reason why I'm bringing that up because that guy reminds me of Raymond's father, Robert Barone. Uh, and he just kind of like, anybody want to golf with me? And everybody just slicks at him. But there's a whole there's a whole episode on everyone loves Raymond where they're at a retirement home or whatever. It, it just it, and it probably hit me because I just watched it like a week ago. That's um, funny. Dexter learns that. Oh my god, this is why I'm calling him Trinity Light. Dexter learns that Walter Kenny's mom beat him. Okay, Trinity. Yeah, Trinity. <laughs> They're literally re re giving Using us the rehashing uh, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna read you my notes as I type it out because sometimes I just try to like look at my notes and bring it up conversation form. But this one, I think I have to read, and it may not make sense. Old Vic would have nitpicked the shit out of Dexter finding out Kenny Walter, but new and fun and soon to be Daddy Vic is following the code and letting it slide. <laughs> But I like the imagery where the show is setting up that this could be Dexter's future. Again, they did this with the entire season four, but I enjoy a bite-sized episode to go about this. That's kind of obviously I've said this already four times. Bite That's sort of like my tea. thoughts. <laughs> oh, oh no, uh, God. I gotta get I gotta get faster with this. <laughs> um That's 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 sort of obviously my my whole thought process on this episode go ahead no i i don't um i i agree it okay we can like kind of take like condensed i agree with that little thing uh the condensed um trinity i think that's a really good uh observation on i actually didn't really catch that until you you brought it up um i i i don't know i i do i like him i think that it's, it's good to kind of enjoy it especially like the little things they do like the tooth with him clicking the tooth and like you can hear that in the background i thought that was kind of like neat because i'm like man if they had extended this out a couple episodes you could have like a survivor being like i kept hearing this clicking sound this clicking sound and then all of a sudden you hear in the background right you know that right. sound that would be amazing like I want to make it clear. I do like this episode. I'm not trashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know you do. I enjoy it. I just think it's like we kind of went down this road already. Um, you know, th- th- that's all it is. But I, I, because I, I think I said last week, like, hey, I think this episode is one of the best episodes of the season. It's I'm going really back good. on that. I'm going back on that because I think there's better episodes this season. But I guess so far, uh, uh, you know, for ranking, you know, uh, best episode out of three, uh, this is the third to me. <laughs> I brought up something last week about how I want to have a segment per week. Yes. And we have reached the part in the episode where I have a new segment to debut. Okay. And me and Colton talked about this on air. So we are going to move to our new segment, and it is called the... The Killer killer. killer. Cut of the Week. Cut of the Week. Is the killer cut of the week? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zombie land right now. This is amazing. Let me go this get is a just sort of. Where's my Twinkies at? This, <laughs> this is just sort of what I wanted to do with this segment. Is we? I, I think we kind of talked it out over text, and this is the best, the worst, the cheesiest, whatever line of the week 
of the episode that I felt was worthy enough to laugh about on air. There are two good ones in this episode. Okay. I'm I'm bringing up the one that made me laugh when I watched it live, made me laugh hysterical. And this segment's always going to be just a line that I feel like we should talk about on air, whether it's okay. funny, terrible, bad, cheesy, terrible voiceover, whatever. Um, this is this week's. Oh, no, God, I have God. See, this is the episode when you when you do it live and you we're doing it live. We're doing it live. Miami Metro, Dexter. I checked your car registration when you were filling my prescription and then I goggled your name. Yeah. <laughs> I did what? I'm crying. You are fake news. Um, I uh, I remember watching this episode with my friend Tom, and he just says goggled, and I think we paused the episode just to laugh at goggled. It's such a perfect little funny like. I was just thinking of like I, th- I think I remember people calling it Twitter when it's Twitter. I have to cough. My dad, <laughs> my dad to this day. So um, little. I actually think this is kind of cool. My dad doesn't have a cell phone to this day. Okay, still does not have a cell phone. That's amazing. Yeah, he doesn't care. My dad legit does not care. Yeah, no, like shout out to my dad. He does not have a cell phone to this day. He's always like, no. He was like, if you need to get a hold of me, you can wait till I get home. Like. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Like, I love it. I, I, to be honest, I respect the shit out of my dad for it. To this day, my dad will still be like, I kid, I, he's not even saying it jokingly. He's like, no, he's like that face space that you use. He still refers it to face space. Yes. Yeah. Um, to bring up that, and we, I know we can go a whole nother tangent for like 20 minutes, but. I'm I'm seriously amazed by that because I don't think I know anybody because they even make those jitterbug phones, which is like you could store two numbers on there. Mm-hmm. And that's for a lot, you know. Um, doesn't want it. Bill Burr has a comedy clip where he's just like, "You ever try leaving your house without your cell phone?" He's like, "When you were little, you would run outside, not a care in the world, just run out until the sun came down." He's like, hey, try leaving your house today. You get around the corner like, oh, my God, what if I die? How are they going to reach me? How are they going to find No! And just go running back. And now today you have like the whole face mask thing and whatever. Um, I'm impressed by that. That's that's like the uh, – that's crazy to hear. But he, he, he's great. When you talk to him, it's like, so have you heard about this? He's like, oh, what the fuck you're talking about? Like he doesn't know anything. And I'm Every, jealous. I'm jealous of it. No, no, it's crazy. And I try to go times where I try to put my phone to the side. But I have a job where sometimes I need my phone or that's the excuse I tell myself. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but that's the excuse you yeah. tell yourself. Sure, sure. You're, you're a thousand percent right. Uh, I, I'm I'm really amazed because everyone has a cell phone. Like, even your your grandparents have a cell phone. Like my son, my dad's is, dad has a cell phone. My grandpa my, has a cell phone, but my dad doesn't. My son is due to be born at the end of January. He already has a cell phone. Like, <laughs> Grace has one. I, so <laughs> I just tried for ten minutes to get the joke out. Um. I have clipped what this episode is essentially about. Um, it's just the basically the kill scene when Dexter is going to uh, um, kill uh, Walter. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's play that here. You're kidding yourself, asshole. All I ever cared about was killing. And I can't even do that right anymore. That's what you've got to look forward to. This is your future, and it includes adult fucking diapers. You are not my future. I will not spend my final days getting drunk and staring at a box of trophies. Keep telling yourself that. Make sure they know who I am. I wish I could see the look on my son's face when he finds out. He won't be able to ignore that. I never want my son to know who I was. I think the worst possible thing Dexter could have done to him is what he did. Like, nobody's going to know about you. You're going to die as just an old man that will never get caught. There's gonna, no one's ever the tooth fairy. They'll they'll still wonder if he's out there in twenty years because they're never gonna know you died of asphyxiation. Well, 
cardiac arrest in a nursing retirement in fucking Miami. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's like, oh, that's so terrible. <laughs> like, like poor Walter, who I know is a serial killer who probably killed so many people. Um, yeah, that must suck, man. Can you imagine though? Okay, this is going to be so random because I'm only thinking about this. Be, I'm sorry to bring this up, and if it's rambling, I'm sorry. Um, where if they had done this, because a couple episodes later from now they uh, bring it up, if he had given her over to Deb in some way, like this would have made her entire career because she brings this up later. You know, it's so funny about that, and this is an episode seven discussion. How shitty Dexter has been to Deb. And yeah. This is this is something that I've never thought about, but yes, and De- Deb just started out, so it kind of it would be a little weird. Uh, like Dexter doesn't have to do that right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But to your point, like I, I've never even thought about that. Like, and we're, we'll definitely talk about how shitty Dexter is, but yes, <laughs> that's crazy to even think about. Um, Dexter does all shitty things, and this is something that's totally. If you're not watching, if you're not talking about it on podcast, you may have never even thought about that. But that's a great, that's a great point. Because he could have done it so simple. Like he could have like asphyxiated him, dies of a heart attack. And then he could have left like the thing out and then made like the death like a little bit suspicious, like slit his Mm -hmm. wrist or something. Mm -hmm. Something just kind of suspicious where it's like, hey, we have to call the cops and then let the thing out with teeth. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, hey, maybe we should investigate this just a little bit. And all of a sudden Miami Metro solves Mm -hmm. homicide serial killer of the century blah 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 yeah yeah um Um, no no you 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 have a great point and it's something i hope to remember to bring up when we talk about season seven essentially yeah uh episode closes out with i like this montage the way it kind of closes out and we see like what's going on you know quinn's banging some girl batista and his uh, trans am the most uh, the most unimpressed with the sexing of Quinn's life. It was so bad. I'm sorry. I mean, like, cheer up, dude. <laughs> dude, that is the saddest I've ever seen anybody having sex. Where he's just like, I just had sex. And I know he's just literally like, so good. Just, this so is gonna good. be this is gonna be so creepy. <laughs> I just picture him literally like, uh. <laughs> bad <laughs> uh and it's mostly about dexter and i wanted to pass on this legacy wherever i want to ask you something i think this whole thing ends up in this weird little dexter pulling out his blood slides about like there's no more order anymore and i just don't feel like his emotions fit with where we are in the story did it seem weird to you that seemed extremely weird um okay i'm I, so glad you said that i'm so glad but i've had that. that weird feeling on since episode one on this is one how does he know what each slide represents other than he's memorized okay well i killed this person this there this number this number which makes sense dexter being who he is and stuff like that but i uh, i don't know the whole thing of them falling out he would still whether they're in order or not he could still sit there and be like well 23 is this 24 is this or or 23 22 whatever it didn't make it did it made literally no it i don't know it made no sense it just it just didn't fit emotionally like where the episode was taking us it just like and, and this is this is a weird thing i have with season 6 where like nothing connects like we're going to move into a storyline of harrison being sick and dexter start finding it just it, nothing fits and then we go to nebraska and then all of a sudden dexter's like well, they should have. Tra- it just nothing fits. Like when Dexter says there's no order anymore, that's ex- I almost feel like he's talking about season six. And this is kind of why season six to me gets a bad mm-hmm. rap. It's just like nothing makes nothing connect. It's 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 so weird. It's like a good season using air quotes, but none of it fits to me. I guess I can see that. Um, I I I see what you're talking about with the nothing fits part of it. It does, like if anything, they he should have like looked at the blood signs. Eventually, I don't know. This is this is me writing the show all over again. I'm eventually I'm gonna run out of slides to fill, and then I'm gonna be nothing or something like that, right? Um, I I I see what you're going at on it, and, and I and I assume this is something we'll talk about more as the show goes on. Well, this season goes on, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it's just a weird ending. Doesn't fit emotionally, and then especially we, with what we, he dealt with. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh and then and then obviously the next the ending scene is the horses running down the street. Um which and... by the way, for your music, you better play Johnny Cash's uh song. Oh my god. Um when the man comes to town, you better play it. You better play it. If you're not playing it now, they're gonna know they're not gonna know. They're gonna be like, Why wouldn't he why, fucking play? Why, why 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 when the man comes around? The intro to uh the band comes around. And upon what is it? And upon I upon the vision, oh, okay, I saw okay, the mighty okay. death, the fourth writer of the apocalypse. Yeah, you got it. I, this is called live producing on air. I probably said the actual verse wrong, uh, but that's the horrible Christian inside of me. You are fake news. <laughs> I still got alpha and... mega tattoos. <laughs> um, I guess I will bring this up next episode because, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go long. We have, I don't want to open up Pandora's box in terms of people asking to be on the podcast, but I have someone who messaged, mm. we, we've been talking a little bit back and forth before before we restarted the season. And by the way, I just want to like, um, anyone who I've talked to since like we rebooted this little podcast, um, it's awesome having people to talk to and people are excited. Uh, I posted something on Reddit about the, the church and like a lot of people were, well, a lot of people. You are fake news. Like two people were like, oh my God, I didn't know the podcast was back. <laughs> a lot of people, the best people, all the best people in the world, the best podcast. Um, so it's been really cool <laughs> just to like Dr. sort of. Trump. <laughs> you are fake news. A lot of people okay, we have. We have to get out of political. Um, we have to get out of political. <laughs> um, I'm going to get some Joe Biden so quotes. Hold on. <laughs> so a lot of people have been, you know, just talking, messaging us, and, and that's awesome. But um, this one dude, and I, I'm sorry, I don't even have his name. I just, I'll call him Cap Reynolds. He has two podcasts, one family with benefits, and he has this podcast on Spartacus, the the, the TV show. Uh, his podcast is called This Is Not My Name, a Spartacus Rewatch Podcast. He falls in the same vein as me and you in terms of okay. older TV shows going back to rewatch it. Have you ever Very watched cool. Spartacus? I haven't. I I heard. I remember when it was out, and I remember hearing so much amazing shit about it. But for whatever reason, I never watched it. I just didn't. I I I can't explain why. Do you never have did. a light? Do you have a light idea of what it's about? Um, from what I remember, and I am complete. And if he is on here, do Spartacus podcast man. I am so sorry. Um, from dude. what I remember. It was basically it was a TV version of essentially it was kind of ugh, this is going to sound so bad. It was a ripoff of 300, but it wasn't a ripoff. I'm not saying it was really a ripoff, but that was kind of it was in the same style and genre of 300, but it was in long form. Um, I believe it was on Showtime or um, Cinemax or something like like that. Um, but I, I just I never watched it. I yeah, I'm, and I I'm will, sorry. I like, will re- that's okay. I, I will read off what the description is, and I have I want to play a little game after. Uh, so, as according to IMDb, Spartacus TV series ran from 2010 to 2013, and its description is: the life of Spartacus, the gladiator who led a rebellion against the Romans, from his time as an ally to the Romans to his betrayal and becoming a gladiator to the rebellion he leads and its ultimate outcome. Okay. I am going to say off the top of my head, I don't know much about this stuff. Nope. Uh, what was this Roman times? Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, oh, it has to be. It has to be. I'm really bad. At, I'm bad to anything pre 1985. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I wanted to play Boardwalk a game. Empire 1920s. So there's a gap in oh, there. Right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I want to play a game because uh, we we want to have him on the podcast, but I want to give yes. sort of I want to give sort of a game as to whether or not he should be on it. And okay. the game, the little the little game I came up with was, I have five Dexter characters. Would they or would they not have watched the show? If okay. we get, if we get obviously three out of the five, that means he can come on. Okay. So right now we're going to determine. So, would Laguerta watch Spartacus? No. See, I have him as yes because really? I have her. I have her as yes because she just loves power. Like, I just feel um, like, you know, just like power and taking over shit. This is why I have, but you know what? We'll, 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 um, we'll, we'll cap okay. it up at the end. Um, okay. Batista. 
if he would watch Spartacus or not. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah, he would. I have same. Yeah. I just feel like he'd yeah. be like, yeah, yeah it probably it's probably I, I imagine there's some uh, nudity in there. I was going to say there's boobies in it and he's all about it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Masuka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next, That's, yeah. no, keep going, can do boobies. Let's go. <laughs> you know what? You know what? He probably also has a podcast on it. <laughs> that, that is his direct competition. <laughs> um, I, so I have already, according to to me, he's already uh, he's already allowed on the podcast. Deb, no, just because she doesn't watch TV. Really, I, I took the words right out of my mouth. Literally, she doesn't watch. She doesn't probably doesn't own TV, or if she does, it's like a nineteen ninety nine, you know, thirty inch round screen, whatever <laughs> that. Like you know, I just did the round. Um, Dexter. He doesn't have time. He's killing people. He doesn't watch TV. If you say he watches TV, then we are gonna nitpick the shit out of you. I'm sorry. When does he have time? I don't. First of all, would, how does he, would he ha- like to watch it? Yes, he would like to watch it because of the killing. Let's assume he has time because he, here, here, oh, then he I has, would, then, yeah, he watches it. I would count. I would counter your argument with how does he even have the money? Like, do you know what a salary of a blood spatter analyst? And he has a fucking boat, that apartment. So let's a go boat, with the two apartments, two apartments. That's right. <laughs> um, so that that's why I say let's presume he has time. You okay, yes. then. Yeah. Yeah. He would watch it. I'm with you. I think he does. So you have three and I have three. So that means uh, Cap Reynolds has won the uh, game of he'll be on a future episode. We'll we'll figure out what episode. Really, I just wanted to play a little game and have fun with the Dexter characters. But for real, um, give his podcast a listen. If you do like Spartacus, me and Colton have both said we haven't watched it uh, or listened to it. But it's just yeah, eventually we'll get there. It's one of those things we'll get around to it. But if you are interested, that is called uh, That Is Not My Name, a Spartacus Rewatch podcast. With that being said, I think we could close out and finish this episode. All right. We will talk to you next week when we do season six, episode four, A Horse of a Different Color. Talk to you later, everyone. All right. Later. You are fake news. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying